Hello, 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 and welcome back to the podcast. I just want to get right into it, honey, as I have these things on my mind. The first thing I want to talk to you about is um, some reminders, one of them being um, a massive cyber attack um, around Scorpio season, okay? I just want to make sure to reiterate that you have all of your passwords and keywords to whatever apps you have for your crypto, um, change your password, whatever. Make sure you have all of your ducks in a row and everything is secure, okay? Your banking information, your credit card information, um, make sure you take care of those things, okay? Um, the other thing that's on the docket is Germany. I mentioned Germany before. I want to reiterate again that in the transiting chart, Germany has some things coming up where there'll be civil unrest happening in Germany. So if you, and I know that you are, there's some people, um, from Germany that listen to this podcast, um, just prepare yourself with food and water, flashlight, batteries, lanterns, um, that kind of thing, okay? Because there's nothing that you can do um, to stop the civil unrest. Um, it, it's, it's going to happen, okay? Just take care of your household and focus on yourself and whom, whomever is in your household, okay? That's the best advice that I could give you. All right. Um, The Aries full moon is in a couple of days. That is when the sun and the moon is in opposition to each other. And depending on where Aries in your chart is, what house it's in, will indicate what that means for you. I do offer a service where I do a 90-day transiting natal chart report for you where it's hand, well, not handwritten by me, but it's um, written by me in a Microsoft Word document, and I email it back to you. You can download it, print it, highlight it, study it, whatever it is that you want to do. So if you want your 90-day transiting chart report, just click on the link in my Pinterest bio where it will take you over to my website, keying your information, and you will get your transiting report within 24 hours, okay? All right. Um, so for the Aries new moon for the collective, um, really care to talk about that. Um, So I'll say this instead. You are blocking your own spiritual gifts. If you're wondering, why don't my uh, psychic abilities, you know, grow? Or why don't my prophetic abilities grow? Um, You know, they're stagnant. Um, I can't, you know, spiritually hear. Um... I don't get information the way others do. 
you are the one that is suppressing it. And the reason why it was suppressed to begin with was because of other people. It could have been your mother, could have been your father, could have been the church. It could have been all three. It could have been two out of the three. Only you know your own personal situation. Um, So if you let go of those criticisms that you were told about yourself, they were designed to shame you. Whatever it was that the person said or they said, you know your situation, you know what you heard, you know who said it. They wanted to shame you. And the reason why they wanted to shame you is is one of two reasons, according to the natal chart. The first reason is they did not want you to exceed what they've done in their life. They saw your potential. You didn't see your potential, but they did. And they never wanted you to reach your potential because if you did, you would have exceeded them. Okay? The second reason according to the natal tries to why the person said what they said to shame you was because they have projected Mars is also about projection, right? They projected their jealousy off on you. You were their emotional punching bag. It had absolutely nothing to do with you. You did nothing wrong. You were just being yourself and who God created you to be. And they woke up on the wrong side of the bed one morning and they just decided to verbally beat up on you. And so through this shaming, you internalized it. And by you internalizing it, whatever was said, you suppressed your own spiritual gifts. In order for your spiritual gifts to unlock, awaken, manifest, grow in strength, is by you releasing that criticism and saying, yes, I can. Yes, I do have the spiritual gift. Yes, God did give me the spiritual gift. Yes, I can use it. No, I am not wrong. I found that people whom don't have a number of things, they just out of cruelty, they want other people to suffer. Just downright cruel. 
And what they've done, if it hadn't already bitten them in the ass, and you're still in proximity of this person, I assure you that you will see them reap their just desserts between now, this this full moon, and the end of 2023. I assure you, they will reap their just desserts. Okay? So, let go of the criticism. Um, keep your business to yourself. And embrace your spiritual gifts, your God-given spiritual gifts, okay? So that's that part. So that's kind of it about the Aries full moon. When it comes to um, the collective um, and the natal chart. So in a previous podcast, I said, you know, why has other, why is there so many people you know, talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. And I just kind of chucked it up to, uh, it's Halloween, October, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I just kind of went on about my business. Well, there is a documentary on Netflix about the man who killed Jeffrey Dahmer. Some people revere him as a hero, but Dahmer's fans um, do not like Jeffrey Dahmer's killer. You can Google all of this information. Okay? Okay. So I was up late. I took a nap and my nap ended up being five hours. I did have a long day this particular day. Um, so I was up late and what did I watch? I watched Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I liked, I really enjoyed the first one, by the way. And when I saw two come up and my, um, TV lineup, my movie lineup, I said, oh, I'm quite sure I'll enjoy this one as well. So I watched two and I enjoyed it. Uh, so after that, I so said, let me see what conversations are happening on Clubhouse. And the first conversation that was happening was with some man whom he was a master manipulator. This is my opinion of him. He was a master manipulator. And... You know, years ago, they used to call men thirsty. Uh, I call them dehydrated for a multitude of reasons. Um, And so this guy who was on Clubhouse, I called him, in my opinion, dehydrated. And I called him dehydrated because of the amount of women whom he was messaging privately on Clubhouse, through the, you know, the direct message, or DM, whatever it's called, and saying the exact same thing to all of them. And there was a plethora of women who provided 
receipts. He didn't care how young, how old, if they were married or if they were single. He didn't have like a preference like most people. Let me rephrase that. He didn't have a preference because he was not intentional. He is so emotionally detached that the only thing he cared about was getting what he wanted. Excuse me. By any means necessary. And what was interesting was that he came across, now he was well known on Clubhouse, um, uh, uh, apparently. I myself didn't hear about him until this particular room on Clubhouse. Now what was interesting was that he was so good at his con artistry that he was making his way through certain social circles. And he was aiming towards the socals, the social circles of people that had money. One of them who is on Clubhouse is a noted millionaire, while the other one is a noted multimillionaire. And he almost got in. Almost. If he would have had pure intentions, he would have went farther than what he did. There was a there was a a, a show, um, creating Anna. Um, I don't remember where I saw that. I don't remember if I saw it on Hulu, on on. Netflix on on Prime, I don't remember. Um, But if you put it in your search bar or whatever you have, or maybe you Google creating Anna, you'll find what it is that I'm talking about. For those of you that have already seen it, you know what I'm talking about. For those of you that had not seen it, you had never heard of it, go on ahead and take a look at creating Anna. This was a viral story, right along with the Tinder swindler that had went viral, right? So creating Anna was a, about a woman who was poor and she created a whole self-identity, um, uh, not only verbally, but on paper as well. And she pretended to be part of the elite on paper so that people couldn't believe her. And she went around flim-flam scamming everybody. And she was moving in certain social circles. And then there was people who peeped her game. And, you know, they were calling her out and, you know, saying they were she was a con artist. But um, they kept quiet. For whatever reason they had, they kept quiet. Um, even the women that she... Um, basically robbed by swiping their credit cards to the tune of six figures, those uh, women didn't even press charges on Anna. They just kept quiet 
for whatever reason that they had. Somebody got tired of her shenanigans and um, let the police know they followed her, you know, because they wanted to, you know, catch her doing a white collar crime. And eventually they caught her and she never got to her ultimate goal and she went to jail um, for a white collar crime. So this guy on Clubhouse was like the male version of Anna. By mouth, he created a whole image of himself. Um, and on paper, he created his own. He even went so far as to creating um, papers that you can get on Google, like a newspaper article. I want So I'm going to say an article. He went so far as to create his own article and put it up on where you can Google it and he would direct people to this article. Making it seem as if someone else had written this article about him. But there was one woman, not one, but two women who peeped his game and said he's conning. He's a con artist. And she, one of the two women, went to the millionaire and said, hey, this guy is a con artist, ABC, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the two of them never said anything. So then this con artist made his way to a woman who was, who is an Italian woman, but in the real estate industry. Big top dog woman, owns her own company, everything. She owns her own everything. She just did an interview, I believe it was with Harvard. I believe it was with Harvard. Um, And they wrote a paper, like a thesis, um, asking her opinion on whatever the topic was, right? And so the woman... The Italian woman was saying to the con artist, well, I'm going to need you to answer these questions because, you know, I'm rooting for you. I'm on your side, but these people have a very valid point. And I said, well, dang, he had two men and one woman whom are between millionaires and multimillionaires almost in his back pocket, almost. <laughs> so they ended up canceling him. They packed him up. They canceled him. What really took the cake was when the guy is in his 50s, I believe, and a girl came up and she was like, you know, at the time where he tried to hit on me, I was 18, but now I'm 19 years old. And everybody, male and female, black and white, Italian, whatever, they were 110% disgusted. There was married men in there that had daughters saying, I know what that's about when a man of your age is looking at an 18-year-old. 
that's about you trying to get into her head. That's a mind thing. You want to mind fuck her and control her mind. That's all that's about. <coughs> they pinned his bio <coughs> in the link. They put the link to his bio at the top of the page. And maybe 8,000 people was in this room, y'all. I can't tell you verbatim. But I will say it's, it was a couple of thousand. And they said, everybody go and block his ass. That set the multimillionaire guy over the edge hearing the 18-year-old talk about how this guy. And not only did she talk about it, she provided receipts. There was another woman whom provided receipts in which our eyes could have done without where the guy was sitting in a chair in his birthday suit and his legs cocked wide open. You heard me right. Arms slumped over the sides of the chairs. It was just... <laughs> that was a very interesting room. He reminded me of a male version of Inventing Anna. And at the end of Inventing Anna, I said, you know, if she was a white man instead of a white woman, she would have gone a lot further in her con artistry than what she did. And the same thing with this male, he, if, if he was a white female, he would have gone a lot further than what he did. Now keep in mind this guy was trying to get into real estate and offering classes to people to the tune of $6,000, I believe they said, five or $6,000, one of the two. And then they had to pay $299 per month to attend a Zoom meeting that was once every two months. So you get a class via Zoom once every two months but you have to pay that three hundred, that two hundred and ninety nine dollars every month. Ciao. I done told y'all vet y'all people. I done told you to even me vet me. I done told y'all this. I told you vet and don't test. And I explained why you should vet and don't test. Ain't no way in hell. The multimillionaire does webinars and he doesn't even charge nothing like that.
he's written a couple of books. And one of them, he'll tell you out of his own mouth and on his social media accounts, request my book and I'll give it to you for free. I'll even pay the shipping and handling for you to get it for free. There was a time where he came on Clubhouse and he said, this is the area where I got this, you know, multi-million dollar project. I need all hands on deck who's available in this area. I'm giving jobs. I'm paying. I need your help. And do you know people wouldn't step up to the plate? Let, let me rephrase that. Men would not step up to the plate, but women did. So, here's something I want to input in in this story. When he was talking about, when I was asking, you know, the con artist, some man, some questions, excuse me, uh, he he actually sounded very, very convincing, uh, which is why I said that he was a master manipulator. And here's why. Because he says, oh, I'm a single man, you know, I'm looking for a wife, and I'm not dating anyone. I'm not taking anybody out on no dates. I'm just talking to women. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a single man. And, you know, in essence, that makes logical sense. If you're a single man, you have a right to talk to whoever you want to talk to. However, when you have woman after woman after woman after woman after woman, after woman, after woman, after woman, from the 18 to the 60-year-old, to the single, to the married. That's when you become dehydrated. And if every, let's just say, for example, he tried to hit on 100 women. 99 women said no. Won't you stop? trying to hit on the women on Clubhouse, would that be a clue? You can't tell me that 99 women are all wrong when they say they're not interested. The problem is all 99 women and not you. There was one, there was one who fell for the okie doke and they asked her, are you having sex with him? And she would not answer the question. So all of that pushing and listen, they were showing receipts where he was talking to himself month after month after month. They were straight ignoring him. I'm not understanding why they didn't press the block button. But the mere fact that he was talking to himself month after month after month, that's a little cuckoo. 
which further confirms why I say this his behavior was dehydrated. Because for you to be a single person, you have no aim as to who it is that you want to date and marry. You're just dehydrated. You just take anybody. You're desperate. And you're just taking anybody. Any takers, any. Doesn't matter who, to any. One married woman said she told him that she was married and he was trying to get her to spend money on him. She did, she found out, however she found out, let me say it that way, that he was actually living in a homeless shelter for men. Then he created a conference charging people $2,500 and was trying to get speakers for the conference, women who had already been established for themselves, their own business, entrepreneurial women, women, excuse me, whom had their business established and been around for a little while. Uh, He went to them and wanted them to speak at his conference for free. One lady says she missed the first two days for the weather reasons, and she went the third day, and there might have been 10 people there. The millionaire that was supposed to show up did not show up. The millionaire said, well, I had my reasons as to why I did not show up. And the con artist decided to physically threaten the millionaire. And the millionaire said, well, I'll tell you why. Since you want to threaten me, I was trying not to do it to you. But since you want to threaten me, I know that you tried to have my friend pick you up and and, uh, drive you to the hotel, to your conference, because not only you didn't have uh, transportation to get to this conference that you had done, but you didn't even have the money to get there. Then you was trying to have sex with her. Knowing that she was a married woman. Child. It was a whole mess. There was another married woman who said that her and her husband do uh, evangelism work. And every year, like um, uh, around Thanksgiving, they, you know, take donations. They buy um, food and they give it to needy families you know, for to have a Thanksgiving meal. And she contacted him because he said, the con artist said that he was a millionaire. And so she contacted him to see if he would like to donate anything. And he told her that he needed a Thanksgiving dinner donated to him. She said she thought he was playing. Until he said, no, I'm serious. 
they packed his ass up, blocked the hell out of him, and moved the hell on. <laughs> Quite entertaining. Quite entertaining. The the the, the manipulation. Mm-mm-mm. But people was, he was making people, he was making women feel very uncomfortable. His advances was unwanted by 99 women, as an example. There was a lot of women, though, that came up and were showing receipts and text messages and playing audio recordings and showing pictures. One thing I can say about him is that he's persistent. He's persistent. With women, he'll push and 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 push. But when a man asks him a certain type of a question... He disappeared. That told me that con artists, manipulators, gaslighters, narcissists, they think women don't know. Whereas a man knows. And so they won't try men to that degree. But with women... They will. I would like to interview him <laughs> and ask him, like, what was he basing this stuff off of? Like, how was he, how did he figure out how to do what he did? What started him with doing it? And I would like to bet that he had done some time in jail. I'm willing to bet. He did. Because con artists typically go to jail for white collar crimes. The stupid petty felon, getting, you know, he gets his felonies from doing stupid things like getting caught with a gun, getting caught with drugs. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Quite interesting. So then there was a room, and this shocked the shit out of me. These people on Clubhouse found the son of the man. Who killed Jeffrey Dahmer? Don't ask me how they did it. Don't ask me how they found him. Don't ask me how they talked him into going on Clubhouse and holding an interview. Don't ask me why he decided to do it. I have no idea. But then it clicked and I said, ah. The documentary is the reason why 
people were so obsessed all of a sudden with Jeffrey Dahmer. That man was killed a long time ago. Long time ago. There were some influencers in the room. They had a couple of thousand people in the room. Everybody was listening in. There was a couple of people asking him questions like, you know, was he married? Did he have children? How did he find out about what his father did? Was his mother and his father married? Blah, blah, blah. You know, the guy seemed friendly enough. But I asked myself, and I know that this isn't right for the, you know, the children to have to suffer from what the parents did. The Bible does say the the parents eat the grapes and the bitterness hits the children's teeth. He seemed to have, the son seemed to be getting the bitterness of what his father had done. Though... If you watch the documentary, you'll know that there are people whom absolutely positively revere this man. But the fanatics, the fans of Jeffrey Dahmer, are filled with a whole lot of hate towards this man and his son and anybody else associated with the man, right? But I asked myself, would I want to be friends, knowingly friends, with it, the son of a killer? I would be concerned that that, that, that pathology had not been taken care of. Because I find that a lot of men are too prideful to seek therapy. And it's mostly the women whom are breaking generational curses and pathologies and cycles and patterns and all this stuff, not the men. Now, I don't know if the man, you know, has the potential to follow in his father's footsteps, but at the same time, I mean, I don't want to find out. I don't want to find out whether it's him or anybody else. I don't want to find out. I prefer to live in a land of Wakanda in my mind and stay there. (laughs) I think we all have the potential because, you know, I talked about if I had a small child in this day and age, I would be one of those parents, those mothers who is the ultimate mama bear. And people would, you know, if they tried me with my child, I don't. No one can S.A. my child and live. I'm sorry. Am I a killer? Absolutely the fuck not. I'm not going around killing people. Life is hard enough on its own. Why why would I snap? I don't want to snap and kill nobody. However, if I had a small child and someone as aid my child, I do have the potential of snapping a neck or two over my child that I don't have. 
So, you know, I didn't follow the guy. I didn't ask any questions. You know, I'm typically the one that sits in the audience and, and listen in. Um, I don't particularly talk in these rooms on Clubhouse. I don't particularly, you know, comment in the chat on Clubhouse. Once in a really blue moon, and that moon got to be really, really blue, where um, I would, you know, comment in the chat or something like that, you know. There's one who is my favorite relationship coach. He is absolutely hilarious. And whenever I catch him on Clubhouse, you know, I talk in a chat to him, not to the people, you know, in the chat or in the room necessarily. Uh, and that's if I have, you know, a genuine question. Other than that, you know, I just sit in his room and listen to, he is hilarious. Oh my God. <laughs> he is hilarious. So, yeah, that's kind of it. <laughs> Clubhouse had been, you know, it had been something. It has been something. Um, so moving on from that topic, um, I remember telling you guys that I had um, a dream about the IRS being real grimy um, during income tax season. And shortly after that, I read in the article that the Gov hired, I don't remember if it was 187,000 more people to work for the IRS or if it was just 87,000. Nevertheless, they were given a license to carry a gun. Somebody in Florida, whether it's the governor or whoever, somebody they, they you know, put on Twitter, something to the effect of shoot on sight kind of, you know, just a little ratchet, you know, to say something like that. Listen, I just need Florida to continue to be a Republican state. That's all I know. Uh, you know, it was a little crazy for him to say something <laughs> like that. But he, he put something, a couple of letters up there, a couple of abbreviations. He was telling the Floridians to shoot on site, you know. Uh, he put ATF, IRS, and so-and-so, and so-and-so, and any other, you know, federal agent, blah, 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 shoot on site. And I said, my God. Today, I was, it, it popped into my mind um, about them, uh, about you know, the people working for the IRS, the new people. Well, I said, you know, I've sounded the alarm, and I think this is going to be the last time I sound the alarm until everything goes down, and I'm going to come back and say, yeah, I just want you to remember that I was telling you that I had the dream uh, in 2022, the middle part of 2022, where I saw the IRS just being real grimy. Just, just being real grimy. Just real grimy. Um, but when it popped into my mind today, I thought about um, 
all of the people that got their PPP loan, I mean, they were frauding and, you know, doing all these things. And remember, Biden has said something about, um, you know, all these platforms like um, PayPal and Square and Cash App. If you had any transactions that was over $600, um, you know, I was wondering about, like, why are you so focused on Square and Cash App? Uh, anybody that uses Cash App, whether they have a business or not, um, I'm quite sure they had more than $600 worth of transactions throughout the entire year with Square and PayPal and whoever else. So I knew that he was really targeting the people who started their business in 2020, right? Um, it was said that over $2 trillion was made with the collective of entrepreneurs. And I had to ask myself, where the hell did they come up with that number from? How did they come up with that number, right? Also remember it was a viral it went viral how um the president sent some workers to the Coinbase headquarters, I believe that's located in Manhattan, New York, to work there to see where was people, you know, spending their money and what were they buying and so forth and so on. Then, you know, they started making some changes. They had a whole meeting. I believe it was, um, I'm, I'm not even going to tell you I remember the, the name of the people who sat around. I remember watching it. It was a couple of hours long. Um, it was a lot of old men and a couple of younger men saying, you know, the United States is behind on cryptocurrency and you need to come up with the, you know, signs at the times and get on a bandwagon and this is the new wave and blah, blah, blah. There was that happening too. So they looked into, um, you know, cryptocurrency. What is it? How does it work? Why? Blah, blah, blah. Today we have certain high end name brand, um, clothing designers that are accepting cryptocurrency as payment. There are some landlords that are accepting Bitcoin as payment. Um, there are some places overseas like Starbucks and McDonald's that are accepting cryptocurrency as payment. Right? So I'm thinking about all of these things that has transpired in such a short amount of time. I'm also keeping in mind that there will be another wealth transfer. The greatest and largest wealth transfer that the United States has ever seen. Um, and it will never be seen again, according to the NATO chart, right? There's also the Bitcoin crash that I had, and I don't remember if it was three dreams or if it was five dreams about the Bitcoin crash. However, if you scroll back, you probably do a lot of scrolling. 
Um, but you'll see it titled, I did a podcast titled The Bitcoin Crash. Um, and you'll hear all about the dreams and how everything ties into each other. Okay. All right. So I'm thinking about all of what has transpired just this year alone. And, you know, we're just in the beginning of October. So XRP is still in court. I'm taking this, keeping this into consideration is decentralized and all this stuff that they have going on. And there's um, a meeting that's supposed to take place with Biden in the month of December. And when does income tax season start? January the 15th or 16th. Where shit will get real. I've been telling people to get their paperwork in order, especially entrepreneurs, get everything in order. What I'm going to do is start loading my cash app card with cash at a merchant location instead of using my bank account. That's what I'm going to do. Now, you can go and Google the information and see where you can do it at. But from what I've seen, and remember, um, Dollar General, Dollar Tree, and Family Dollar, Walgreens, and Rite Aid are stores where you can go to put money on your Cash App card. You can also contact Cash App themselves and get a debit card from them. It comes with an account number and a routing number. Like a checking account. And it's swipe like a visa. Once they decide, well, they make the public know that they're cons- that it is cryptocurrency is like an investment type of asset things are going to change they're going to change some laws amend some laws and they're going to demand taxes from off of it and all kind of things so what do they want to do well by looking at the natal chart and seeing how much money they've overprinted for other countries They need some money back. So what do they want to do? Go towards the poor people to extract money from. They're not going to bother the millionaires. They're not going to bother the people affiliated with the bank Goldman Sachs. Because Goldman Sachs... Make sure they implement laws. They got lawyers and everything on deck to make sure the assets and the wealth of the wealthy is well protected by law and um, certain bodies of entities. Okay. After they've extracted all of the money that they're going to extract. Some people will be incarcerated because they won't be able to afford to give that money back. 
you mark my words, they're going to crash the economy. This is when we will see the reenactment of the 1929 stock market crash and Great Depression. And I'm going to go ahead and call it now that when it is officially announced, they will call it a depression. They are lining their pockets before they crash everything. I don't suggest that you take all of your money out of the bank, but I do suggest that you keep some cash on hand, including your cash app, where you can swipe your card like a visa. Mm-hmm. They are going to crash the economy because inflation is too high. And you want to know something that I read in an article? Because sometimes when I'm up late, I do go read, you know, different articles and thesis papers and so forth and so on you want to know what I read that the dollar has the same value as cryptocurrency how the hell can inflation be so high and interest rates be so high on loans on mortgages on credit cards on student loans And the value of the the American U.S. dollar not decrease? How does it have the same value as cryptocurrency? Does that make sense? No, it does not. You're going to need to keep some cash on hand. Okay, you're going to need to listen the last time I I don't remember if it was 2007 or 2008, but something crashed. Right. And people lost their money and they was so have they they the government gave a bailout. Right. And they said, well, wipe your debt to zero dollars. They never said, we'll give you your money back that you lost in the bank. When you put your money in the bank, you get a 1% savings account, right? You get 1% back on the amount of money that you put in a bank. And there was a study that was done that said the average U.S. citizen does not even have $1,000 in their savings account. The reason why they want you to keep your money in a savings account and they give you a shitty ass incentive of 1%, like what what the fuck is that, right? What the fuck is 1%? That's a penny, right? Because I remember seeing a penny and I said, where the hell did the penny come from? Now, what is the point? What is the point of this penny? 
So I give you $1,000 and you give me a penny after how many months? So the reason why they focus on having people put their money in a savings account is because they take your money and loan it to somebody else. And they may give them an interest rate of 29%. Let's say that as an example, because I've seen it that high. 29%. Meanwhile, you get 1%. They're making money off of you holding your money in a savings account. Ten times over at that. So when the market crashed, right? They said, oh, you know, we'll bail you out, but we're not they never said they'll give you your money back. So people never got their money back. People had to relocate because they didn't have what they had needed to pay their what? The mortgage and the car note. And all this here stuff that they needed to pay for that were interest-based. So when they crashed the market next year, right? Guess where your money in the savings account is going to go? I'm not saying take all of your money out of the bank, but I'm just telling you, you should have some cash on hand and you should utilize the cash app debit card, your PayPal debit card, your Square debit card, whoever else got a debit card. You should utilize it. After this crash, and there will be a bailout, there will be, they always... They, the government always bails out banks and airports. Always. After this crash, people are not going to trust the banks at all whatsoever. Because they're going to say, this is the you know umpteenth time that this has happened. I've been getting a lot of emails that's been saying, we've updated the terms and agreement for this platform. Between the end of September and so far, and I think today is the 5th of October, I have been seeing a lot of people, you know, a lot of companies, and I'm, some of them I'm like, I don't even have you anymore. Because some of those platforms um, I was using when I was a paparazzi consultant. And so I had to sign uh, out or unsubscribe from their emails. Even GoDaddy, um, you know, sent me an email um, saying they've updated their terms, agreements, and user, you know, all this here stuff. And I'm like, why is everybody doing this? What law was amended that all these different companies have updated their terms of use.
Then I get a letter in the mail. Um, and I believe this is the second one because the first one I said bullshit with the student loan, right? And I said, oh, you know, you qualify for, you know, the $20,000 cancellation of student loan. And I'm saying to myself, what fucking foolery and scumbaggery games are y'all playing? Because the United States don't give anything for free. Look at the bailout that they gave people for 2020. And now look at what they're doing now. Hiring, you know, hundreds of thousands of freaking tens, you know, thousands of, of freaking uh, IRS agents and giving them a license to carry guns. They have incentives on going to people's homes. And what's interesting, right, is that in certain states... They have amended the law to give people the right to carry a concealed weapon. So you got the IRS agent who's licensed to carry. And then you got the people who's licensed to carry, you know, and you want to run up in their house. You you don't think y'all know it's going to be a child wild, wild west. Because people are going to be like, why are you running up in my home? Yo, this is my sanctuary. Like, you violent and you disrespecting. You wilding. That's how people say, you wilding. Bruh, you wilding. <laughs> wild, wild west. Ciao. The only thing I know is things got to be separated from, you know, A, got to be separate from separate or separated from B, because astrologically speaking, I know what's coming and (laughs) the things that have been, you know, happening and playing out and everything tying into each other. I you know when it comes to this particular pack podcast and the people that you know are listening to me, I told you to vet me, right? When we see these things <laughs> happening that I said was going to come, you know, number one, we're prepared in advance. We are prepared in advance, and number two, when it happens, we know that. When it comes to me in this podcast, you're getting the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't lost my AirPod in the comforter, child. I don't know where it's at, child. Good night. Because I am going to turn on the podcast and listen to it, child. I'm, I'm a podcaster that listens to podcasts. There's certain people I enjoy listening to podcasts, yeah. Mm-hmm. So back to the story. I don't know where my little thing is, but I'll find it. Where my AirPod is, but I'll find it. So anyway, um, that popped into my mind today. Just putting everything together, looking at the natal chart. 
um, trying to remember what I saw in the natal chart. Yeah, I know I got this bad habit of not writing things down. And I've been trying to get a little bit better with that, with writing things down. So when it comes up, I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, I also talked about, you know, people whom, you know, they always talked about, you know, manifesting during new moon and full moon and all this here stuff. And I didn't know that it, if it was true or not, you know. Because for me, I just say a prayer and that's that. Uh, I just go to God. That's it. You know, some people, they go to the um, metaphysical shop. They spend $200, buy their turkey wing seasoning and they oils and all of this stuff. And they do all of this stuff. And I just always wondered why. You know, why spend the money where you could just go to God for free and he'll take care of it? You know what I'm saying? You still got to go through the same things. Like there's no shortcuts to anything. Um, so why spend $200 when you got to go the same route? You know what I mean? Just go to God. That's it. <laughs> Keep your $200 and just go to God. <laughs> you know. Um, so anyhow, I was like, I want to see if, you know, this stuff is true that they're talking about. So I mentioned this before and I'm, I'll mention it again. I bought myself a binder, some loose leaf paper, some dividers, some pens, you know, all this stuff. And I have been keeping track of the new moon and the full moon. I've been saying my affirmations and my mantras and, you know, making it do what it do. And I noticed that it actually does come to fruition. It does. And so I said, okay, now that I know that, you know, this is true and it's not just people repeating what they heard somebody else say, um, you know, I've tested it and tried it for myself. We got this conjunction coming up between Neptune and Jupiter in Pisces. Um, and then when Neptune and Saturn um, is in Pisces. This is like dreams come true. Like literally, your real your your dreams become a reality. Like literally, this is manifesting ten point You know what I mean? So this is why, you know, I've been telling people, well, not telling people, but saying on this podcast, um, to utilize that time. It begins the end of October, and it's going to go all the way through to December. I told you guys to be disciplined, um, be strategic, be intentional, um, get it together now, plan it out so that you know what it is that you want to manifest. You know what I'm saying? If you want that million-dollar man, you know there's things that you need to do in order for you to qualify for that million-dollar man. If you want that mansion, you know that there's things that you need to do in order to get that mansion. Like, this is the, like, in my mind, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity because when will Neptune and Saturn be conjunct in Pisces again? How many years will that take? I want you to think about that. So I want you to get the most out of that opportunity, okay? Mind your words, you know, um, your words. Um, the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. So you want to speak life, right? Um, during that time of 
um, Neptune and Jupiter being conjunct in Pisces. Um, you got some people that say words or spells. Um, I don't have an opinion on that. You know, it's neither here nor there for me. Um, I... I don't know about words being spells. I don't know about that, you know. I didn't think about it too much, but um, I don't have an opinion on it either. Like, um, But just watch your words, right? Watch your words. Watch what you're saying. Speak intentionally. Um, yeah, be mindful. Be mindful. I was tested. I was tested, you know. <laughs> I had a situation come up at the last minute, the very last minute. And usually, you know, I'll call my mom because, you know, no matter how old you are, your parents give you some degree of guidance in life, right? And so for some things, when I can't figure it out, I'm like, I need help. I need to ask for help. Let me call my mom. My mom, she gave me some guidance and she got the answer, right? But when the situation had arose, um, I I was calm. I thought it through and I said, okay, I have a problem, but I am not going to panic. I am not going to stress myself out. Um, I'm not going to worry myself. I'm going to think this through and resolve it on my own without getting the guidance from my mom, right? This is part of independence, right? And I said to myself, even if it takes me three days to resolve this matter, it'll just take me three days to resolve this matter. Because what I'm not going to be is overwhelmed by this problem that had came up out of the blue uh, and at the last minute. I even went and looked at my transiting chart like, is this in my freaking chart? (laughs) Is this in my freaking chart, you know? So I went and looked and I found it. it. It was. The situation was in my chart. And I was like, okay. All right. All right. So I ended up resolving it in a couple of hours, I'm going to say. So the day that the problem had arose, I thought it through, right? And that's when I made the decision, like, uh, it's the final hour. I'm not going to worry myself, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'll, I'll deal with it tomorrow. And so after I made that definitive decision, that's exactly what I did. I took care of it the next day. And I initially, excuse me, I was like bumping up against the wall. We're trying to get a resolution, trying to get a solution to the problem, um, every, (coughs) excuse me, way that I turned, it was like a dead end, and I was like, oh my God, 
I'm not going to stress myself out. I'm not going to be worried. I'm going to figure this thing out. I'm going to figure this out. I'm not going to call my mom, you know, for the guidance. And so I took a, a break for a moment. I thought it through some more. And once, <laughs> once I was like super calm, what was interesting is that everything went smoothly and I got the situation resolved. <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, that was a roller coaster. Like that was a curveball for real, for real. So I just thank God, you know, <laughs> because I think it, I really do think it was a test. I just think that, but I look forward to the reward because Pluto in Aquarius is all about independence. And Leo is in opposition to Aquarius. And you remember what we went through in Leo season? I talked about it on the podcast, child. I talked about it. So, I think I've done a little bit better, you know, with that. With the independence, you know, even though I'm pretty independent now, you know, I cannot find my earbud, y'all. Where the hell did it go? I'm pretty independent now, you know, but I did good with resolving the issue, thinking it through for myself and not. You know, calling on mommy. And my freaking intuition did not kick in. My prophetic abilities did not kick in at all. At all. They give me no guidance. I was like, OMG. Where is the prophetic abilities? <laughs> God was like, you could do it. You could do it. <laughs> I remember... That was like a whole baby with God. And if you don't have supernatural experiences, you're just going to think I'm crazy while secretly wanting these experiences yourself. But for those of you who have had supernatural experiences, you'll be able to relate. I remember I was super codependent on God, right? Super, super codependent. And God gave me a premonition with <laughs> this really tall palm tree and this grown ass flamingo in this super small nest. That thing had overgrew, outgrew the <laughs> that nest forever ago. And I knew that God was telling me, get my grown self out of the nest. You know, as far as he go, and I was like, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm staying right here, God. Mm-mm, because you be taking care of it. You know. <laughs> I don't got to do too much. You know, you be taking responsibility and all kind of stuff. You know, you be making it happen. 
you know, I ain't got to. But eventually I had to get up on out of the nest of God's bosoms and, you know, you know, do what he taught me to do. You know, all that little home training, you know, and decorum that he had taught me, you know. I was like, all right, all right. Then he took me, he didn't finish this, right? He took me and showed me another level. Here go my ear pod, y'all. I found it in, in the comfort of child. Um, gave me a premonition, right? And it was completely dark. It was like pitch black. I didn't know whether I was in a room or in the world. I had no idea. And I could not see with my eyes. And uh, God was like guiding me through it. And I had to totally depend on my spiritual gifts that he had given me. And I was totally not ready for that type of a training at all or teaching, you know, at all whatsoever. And um, I think because he know I'm not ready for it, that he didn't, you know, fit, follow through and finish with it. But I know that he'll be back. Now, I'm saying all of this to say this is something that had came into my mind again. And I tell you all these type of inspirations is from your Uranus placement in your natal chart. So once you begin to release the criticisms, right, of the Aries fall that's coming up, like once you understand, like you're the one that stopped your gifts, your spiritual gifts, they'll begin to do what it's going to do, right? Whether it's um, you know, stir up or increase or activate, whatever it is, whatever it is, increase, whatever it is. Once you let go of those criticisms, right, it'll it'll do what it does, whatever it's going to do. It's going to do what it's going to do when it do what it do, okay? You're going to go through um, some lessons on how to use your spiritual gifts, Um. If you are listening to me, you are probably self-taught, right? You don't need too much hands-on with anything. So your spiritual team will help you, or you might just, you know, be very, very, very similar to me and have God, the one, you know, teaching you about how to cultivate and how to utilize and when to utilize your spiritual gifts, right? The main thing with your spiritual gifts um, is to help you through the course of life. That's the first thing, is to help you through to navigate your own life. And what God is pleased with is when you use your gifts to help other people. However, if I were you, um, I would only move on that when I get the unction to do it. I wouldn't go around just prophesying and being a psychic friend. You know, again, psychics and prophets are very different. And what makes prophets different from psychics is the source. Okay? It's the source. I am a prophet. 
and my source is God. Though I am a prophet and though I hear from God, I hear from archangels as well. I see archangels as well. Okay, I have dreams um, that literally manifest. May not be today, may not be tomorrow, but they do manifest. Okay, and I have premonitions while I am awake. Like an actual, it looks like a movie or a scene. Okay, it looks very lifelike. And the colors, they pop. The colors in the premonitions while I'm awake are not like the colors that we see with our natural eyes. And in my opinion, these colors can never be imitated or duplicated with the best of the best of computer technology ever. I don't care how advanced they become, they will never be able to imitate these colors. Okay? It's my personal experience. So, these type of things you'll begin to hear. I hear people's prayers and their voice. I hear their prayers. Um, <laughs> I can sense when there's a changing of the guards, right? When I, what do I mean when I say changing of the guards? Presidency will change. Um, prime ministers changing. Uh, pastors in the church changing. I can sense that. Um, there's portals. We know about portals, right? Everybody know about portals. Whether you heard about it or you've seen it in the movie or in the cartoon or whatever, everyone knows about portals, right? There are portals that happen in real time, right? And I can feel those portals. I can feel when the time, so to speak, is shifting or the era is shifting. I can feel that, right? Um, I can feel um, when a particular person is going to call me before they actually call. Who's ringing my bell before they actually ring my bell. Um, and some, well, sometimes um, I know intuitively what a person is going to say before they say it, which is why you hear me on the podcast saying, I hear it in my spirit. So let me address so-and-so and such-and-such, such, right? That's because I already, before it even happens, um, the way my spiritual gifts are set up, I know it happens. Now, that's not all the time, case in point, where I had this situation happen that came out of the clear blue sky and all of a sudden. And my intuition didn't even, um, my prophetic abilities, my spiritual team, they didn't even advise me (laughs) through it, right? I had to do it on my own. So some things, your spiritual team or God or both will put you in a position to where you have to think for yourself. That is a test, okay? That's a test. Pass the test. That's all I could tell you. Pass the test. Do what I did and slow down, calm down, and think things through for yourself. Okay? Now, that's not to say don't contact anybody and don't ask for help. No, 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 no. You ask for help when you need it. Don't be um, too prideful to contact somebody and 
ask for help, okay? If I was in need of some food, I would not be too proud to beg, but then I don't have that type of pride. Me personally, my pride is in the right places. I don't have, in in my own personal opinion about myself, I don't have my pride in stupid places. Like if I had a day where my hair was messy and maybe someone was childish and want to, you know, tease me about my hair, you know, I'm going to give them, you know, um, flip them the bird, you know. And kind of going about my business, I'm not going to dwell on it or be all butthurt about it and all kind of stuff like that. And I, or I might just say, oh, you're jealous because my hair is full and your hairline is receding. And I'm going to go on about my business. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, you know, I take pride in how I run my business, how I carry myself, how I treat people. I take pride in my home. Um... I take pride in how responsible I am, you know, this kind of thing, you know. Um, There's a lot of people that don't have that. Um, They have their pride, like I said, in the wrong place, in the wrong places. Uh, That's not me. That's just not me. Um, Another thing that had entered my mind as I was speaking of hair, I was washing my hair and deep conditioning and all that good stuff, right? And another thing that had entered my mind was, um, you know, people I like to point the finger at others and they want to blame other people for something Uh, or they want, you know, other people to be responsible for their shitty ass feelings and how they feel shitty. Um, finger pointers, right? And, you know, it, it came to my mind, again, dealing with Uranus, right? Sun and flashes. It came to my mind. I said, listen, people can be taught the right thing from their parents. Hold on. Gotta charge my phone. You know how we do, right? People can be taught the right thing from their parents, um, and and uh, with the exception that parents are not perfect, right? But they do the best that they can, um, and they can teach their child the right thing, right? The best way that they can and know how, and in that moment, and the child becomes an adult, goes out into the world, and they do something completely different from what they were taught in the home, whether it was both parents or just one parent. The parents are not responsible for what the child goes out into the world and does. That adult made, they used their free will and they made a conscious decision to do whatever it was that they've done. No one forced that adult to go out into the world and just be disruptive in the neighborhood, the community, or society at large. 
They used their free will to do what they did. And they were taught something completely different. So I think that it's time to stop finger pointing at the parents and just strictly hold that adult accountable for the very conscious decision that they had. Listen, so people do what they want to do, right? And if they don't want to do something, they don't. And if they want to do something, they figure out a way to do it. So you can't blame the parent for an adult making a very conscious decision. That was something that had came into my mind, right? The days of finger pointing needs to halt, come to an end and stop. All of the excuses and putting all of the responsibility on, you know, this person or that person and this person and that person and excuse after excuse, the bullshit. That adult made a, used their free will to make a very conscious decision. They wanted to do what they did, regardless of what it was, and they did exactly what they wanted to do. Period. No more excuses. No more excuses. Now, it's not going to surprise me if I find all of what I'm saying in the natal chart when I progress it for the end of the month to talk more about what is to come for this Scorpio solar eclipse and then the stellium. And we got some planets going direct and all this here stuff, right? I didn't progress it yet. I just briefly looked at the Aries uh, full moon that's coming up one a night. And that was kind of as far as I went. Been a little busy. And been a little busy with responsibilities and then busy with my self-care. And just taking a moment to slow down. And that's what I've been busy with. Taking breaks. (laughs) Like, how do you do that? (laughs) I've been busy taking breaks. (laughs) Uh, Only me at the Midlife Crisis Podcast, right? I hope I entertain you with my wild, wild stories. But they are true, though they're wild. So it's been raining here for the past couple of days, which is why you hear me, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what's going on and you know, with this little cold that's trying to kick in, I brought myself some fresh ginger so that I can make some tea. You know, with the ginger. You know. So, for those of you that are asking, how do you make your ginger tea? I'm going to tell you, because I hear it in my spirit, right? There goes that, <laughs> the prophetic abilities. How do you make your ginger tea? So the person that's asking themselves that question, you ask yourself, how does she make her ginger tea? This is what I do. I boil two cups of hot water, right? I boil it. And I take my potato peeler 
and peel some of that skin off. And then peel some of that fresh ginger into the pot. Then I turn it off, pour it in a cup, let that steep, let the water cool down a bit, and then I drink it, leaving the pieces of ginger at the bottom of my cup. And that is my ginger tea. I do not add any sugar, no honey, no nothing, just straight. I'm going to boil the ginger honey. That's what I did. I boiled it. Now, how did I learn that? I learned that from an angel who entered my dream and said, you need to start making this and drinking it. And I said, okay. And that's where I got it from, an angel. That's my spiritual team. This is how they, they do. They talk to me and teach me things. And and this has been all of my life, right? So me sniffling right now is the reason why they told me in advance, you need to make this and start drinking this. And they showed me how to do it in my dream too, like literally, step by step, showed me how to do it. So I'm quite sure a lot of you that listen to my podcast and you follow along, if you don't have the same spiritual gifts as I do, you're very close to it. You're very, very close to it. Okay, You didn't come here by accident. It is no coincidence that you had came across my podcast. As I oftentimes say since the beginning of my podcast, I do not network it. I do not network this podcast at all on any platform whatsoever. And my reason for that is because I wanted those who were meant to hear whatever it is that I'm talking about for it to be an on-time word, for it to be confirmation, for you to recognize that everyone and everything is interconnected. It's not by chance or happenstance or coincidence. What a coincidence. No, that it, it was purpose. It was purposeful. Whatever it is that I'm talking about. When you listen to this podcast, it was meant for you to, he- to hear it in the time that you had heard it. And you're listening to me now because your spirit is ready to receive the information in which I am talking about. Okay. Your angels has sent you to this podcast. Your spiritual team sent you to this podcast, right? I am the pastor that studies astrology and shares what I've learned uh, or what I see in the natal chart with you. And I do teach a little bit on my Pinterest account, right? I don't teach it to you as if it's a curriculum, more so sharing. Um, you know, this aspect means this, this planet is this, this aspect means this, and this is the lesson that you are supposed to learn with this aspect. This is what's coming up. Don't be scared. We ain't never scared. We some G's over here, right? And we prepare ourselves for what is to come so that we can be in the best possible position that we can be in. The reason why I have my blog is because my spiritual team was, they had their foot on my foot, on my pinky toe. It was like, create the blog. <laughs> create the blog. I'm like, why am I, why am I creating the blog? <laughs> why, am I, 
in my career. What am I supposed to be writing about? And they went and get off of my pinky toe. They just kept stepping on my pinky toe, child. And I said, okay, I'm going to create the blog. So I created the blog, The Caribbean Astrology. There you go. If it wasn't for the spiritual team stepping on my pinky toe, I wouldn't have never created the blog. I stood I don't really have a real purpose for the blog, so to speak. I do write about astrology on a blog, and I give you some morals and principles and, you know, a little counsel on it, whatever the case may be. So find the Caribbean astrologer and follow the blog, too, okay? Because, you know, it's for somebody. It's for somebody. But that's why I have the blog. My spiritual team had their their foot on my pinky toe telling me to create the blog. I don't know why, but I did it because I wanted them to get their foot off my pinky toe. <laughs> Just following the North Node. Just following the North Node, yeah. My, my, my. And I recently did a blog um, talking a little bit about astrology, but really giving people... Um, you know, an idea of what's going on um, in dating, because I found that there are some people that are completely clueless as to what's going on. There are some people who are aware of what's going on. Um, well, let me rephrase that. There are some people who are just coming into the information of what's going on and has been going on that they didn't know about. And then there are those people who say, this has been in the making for the last 10, 20 years now. And I'm one of the people that says, what's going on now has been in the making for the past 10, 20 years now. And so the blog that I recently did, uh, Venus is, Venus is for Relationships, um, briefly goes over that. Okay, I'm still debating if I'm going to release the second part of that. And I think I'm going to just close out that series um, after the next blog. Um, Venus is for relationships, that part two. Okay, Um, I really want to give some information that the people don't want you to know. And I think that's what I'm going to focus on. Because in my last podcast, um, Jewish Men and Black Women, child, when I progressed that chart going through 2023 and 2024, child. I think that podcast that I did was about 15, 16 minutes, something like that, 17 minutes, something like that. Um... I pinched the surface of what I saw in the progress chart. And I did it for America's transiting chart. And I looked at the planet Neptune in progression, specifically for the Jewish community. So, I'm still, you know, thinking about the second part of the blog and then and that series, initially I thought, let me do three parts to it. But I really, I'm not going to, you know, bother with three parts. I'm going to go through the two parts and I'm going to give the information that people don't want you to know. 
that's what I'm thinking to go towards. Giving you guys the information that people don't want you to know. Like, what's really going on? What does this really mean? Where do I go to meet these people? So forth and so on. I'm still going to continue to think about it. So don't expect it in the next four weeks, but... I will pod, you know, talk about it in a podcast when I do decide to do the part two. So that's the latest one. Um, the next um, blog will definitely be about the Scorpio stellium. Um, and of course, that's going to be like a synopsis. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, of what I talk about on the podcast about the stellium. You guys are going to get the deets. But the... Um, blog is going to be a little bit, you know, narrowed in and zoned in, um, excuse me, on just really focused in on, you know, the topics at hand, excuse me, with the Scorpio stallion and Scorpio season, okay? All right, so I think that is all I wanted to talk to you guys about. I hope that you took some notes. Mm-hmm. I hope that you took some notes, child. And again, if you're not following the podcast, please press that follow button so that every time I do a podcast, you can be notified or you could just find me very easily. <laughs> if you don't already have Pinterest, go on ahead, download the app, create a free profile and follow me at the T-H-E Caribbean Astrologer. In the bio, there's a link that will take you over to my website. Check out the boards that I have on there, um, 2025 through 2028. That's some very interesting information there. Check out the Pluto and Aquarius. Check out the Relationship Tips board. And check out the board title Scrapbook and uh, Journaling because that gives some ideas on whether you want a scrapbook or you want to journal for that Neptune and Jupiter conjunct in Pisces so that you could turn your dreams into a reality. There's a song, fairy tales can come true, they can happen to you. Was it on the Wizard of Oz? If you only had a brain. Fairy tales can come true, they can happen to you. If you only had a brain. Take advantage. All right, honey. Until next time, thank you for listening in for my chit chat and shalom.